think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Take this! Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 101 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. I'm Jake Johansson, and uh, you are you, and thank you for listening. And it's episode 101. I, it's, it, perhaps this should be a retrospective episode. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going to happen this week. You know, it's been a big weekend here at uh, Jake This headquarters. Uh, why am I saying it like that? It's my house. It's been a big week here at my house. But uh, I'll tell you, we've got a lot of things coming up this week. You can you can watch me camping in Yosemite Valley if you're around. But uh, if you can't make it to Yosemite for some camping, July 9th, I'm going to be in Port Angeles, Washington, not at a casino. I'm going to be at the Next Door Gastro Pub in Port Angeles, Washington on July 9th, July 10 through 12. I'm going to be in Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Comedy Club. August 7 through 10, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv. And August 21 through 23, I'm going to be in Indianapolis at Morty's Comedy Club. September 4 through 6, I'm going to be at Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities, where I recorded my comedy special that I'm still waiting to figure out how to sell on the prestigious Internet, where this show is being listened to by you. It's not You're not really listening on the Internet, are you? You downloaded it to your phone or your other device thing, or you're streaming it live off your laptop, which if you're streaming it live, I've got news for you. You are listening to this on the Internet, so don't kid yourself. The Internet's playing a big part in all of our lives, and someday you're going to be able to get food to come out of a hole in the front of your computer, and that is when we really do stop leaving the house because, let's face it, a lot of us are using the computer for sex, and... uh, all we need now is food. Once you get food coming out of the computer, it's all over, really, for humanity. I mean, that's 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 how we're going to put a lid on this global warming. When or global warming, people, we're not calling it that anymore, Jake. I know we're not. I know we're not. My wife just graduated from a college this weekend from the University of California, Los Angeles. That's UCLA, everybody, and it's hard to get in there. A lot of people. Try. She told me today that it's something like 105,000 people are applying to get in for next year for around 6,000 spots. So she got in, and then she graduated in the top 6% of her class. So she is the 6% of the 6%, and yet we are not rich yet, but that could change. But that's not why you go to college, ladies and gentlemen. You don't go to college to become rich. You go to college to become smart. And then, hopefully, when you become smart, you realize you don't need to be rich because being rich is not the road to happiness, or is it? I don't know. I would love a chance to find out. It would be kind of great to be rich for a little while. Just see how you liked it. Just see how you liked it. I mean, I'm not crying any tears for myself, right? This is not a pity party. Episode 101, well, I'm not calling it a pity party. It's not a pity party. This, it's a celebration. It's a celebration of life and persistence and stick But let's go back to this whole idea that money is going to make you happy. And I don't think it really is going to make you happy. You do want to try and have enough money to be able to take care of some of your basic needs so that then you can pursue your happiness outside of that. 
But, you know, I don't think rich people are happier than us. Allow me to lump myself in with the rest of us. I don't think rich people are happier than us. I think I think that they'd like us to believe that because, you know, because they like they want to believe they're special, but what makes you special is being able to have a good time with some other people. And that doesn't you don't have to have money. You just have to be a pleasant go-getter go-getter sort of a happy person. And that's what I wanted to talk to uh, talk to you about this week was my trip to the Cat Laughs Comedy Festival in Kilkenny, Ireland. You know, I, it's they called it the Sky Cat Laughs Comedy Festival this year because it was sponsored by Sky, which I thought <laughs> before I went to Kilkenny, was vodka. I th- and it is. There is a kind of vodka called Sky. But that, much to my chagrin or chagrin or chagrin, I, I was sad that that was not. It wasn't the vodka that was sponsoring the festival. It was Sky TV, which is a big cable TV operation over there in, um, well, obviously it must be in Ireland because that's where the festival was. But I think it's in Ireland and then the rest of the uh, UK, European area of people who, some of which speak English, but all of them watch television. And anyway, they weren't giving away free TVs. They gave us a T-shirt that just said, on the on the back it said Sky Cat Laughs. So on the back it had the name of the comedy festival and the name of the TV thing. But on the front it just said Sky so I, I'm wearing, I, I'm not wearing it right now, but I did wear it around Los Angeles because here it's, people haven't heard of it. So it's, you're wearing it around a funky t-shirt over there. You're wearing a t-shirt around and they're advertising the big TV corporation. Like I wouldn't be walking around wearing a t-shirt that said Time Warner for, you know, Time Magazine and Warner Brothers. Remember when they merged? That was a great idea and it all worked out. Oh, here comes my wife. She's coming in. She's hot off of the podium from graduating from college. Here she is. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Man. How's it going? It's okay. This is these are the disappointments of the I don't know why I hadn't had that button pushed earlier, but Oh, push that button, Jerry. Just push it. Just remember to always push all your buttons. I know. You've always got to your push good all buttons, your buttons, not your other ones. Anyway, you're here. Hello. Yes, I'm yes. here. Hi. Yes. Here I'm all graduated, graduated. Congratulations on your graduation. Yeah. Yep, that happened. And what next? Class What's of next 2014. for you? I've got a few irons in the fire. I've got a few things I'm thinking about. I'm going to just enjoy myself and, you know, do a little bit of celebrating. Mm-hmm. Nina's coming over. She wants to dance on the coffee table as we have a glass coffee table. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be – that could end in tears. She can dance on the picnic table out here. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that will yeah. be fine. Yeah, or I'll do, it. I'll do a, a duo with her yeah, out here. But, um, but I, yeah, I've, got, I've got a few ideas about some, you know, about some work uh, things that I'm interested You're in. Plenty close to the vest as far as me, your husband goes. I well, mean, no, who's – Who's listening like, to the podcast? I can't tell everybody. They yeah, might try and get the job I'm secret. after. This oh, is this is top secret job career You're stuff, man. You're talking about a secret job. Yeah. Mm, I'm elbowing right. my way to the top, starting in your office. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, so you don't want to say your exact plans. I think that's potentially smart. Um, do you think? I know I already asked you this a little bit, but that was prior to when we were recording the thing. Do you think that you're going to be rich? Yeah. I know that I don't have to be rich to be your girl, <laughs> or, no. or I don't have to be cool to rule your to world. Rule, you're ruling my world already. Yeah, there ain't no sign 
But I am your sign. We're the same sign, everybody. We're Leos. Can you imagine how much fun that is? And our kid is a Leo, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I just want rich. your extra time and your kiss. But yeah. meanwhile. And, and make some money. I'm going to make some money. Yeah. I yeah. would like you to go out and get that money. <laughs> Bring it on home to us. Uh, but I I've been on a full scholarship, so <laughs> yes, I, I've only wa- offered one full scholarship to one person in my entire life, and it went to you. So you should feel you should feel pretty good about that. It's an exclusive oh, group. I do. It's an exclusive group. Oh, Jerry, I do. Yes. yes, 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 everybody. Well, I was so proud of you. I got a little weepy uh, Thursday night when we went to the honors graduating thing. It was, of course, I was by myself, so I could feel free to weep. Today, I was with. Our daughter and some friends in the you know stand, so I not so really weepy get, I kind did, of. I did mop my brow and my you know you try and act like you're wiping a little sweat away when you're dabbing the corners of your eyes. But uh, oh, come on, chicks love it when guys cry. My my friends would have <laughs> loved they? it if they turned over. That's turn what I'm around. trying to do is get your girlfriend <laughs> to love me. <laughs> it is what I'm trying to do, but I don't. I'm trying not to be too obvious. Yeah, about don't it. be too obvious. It's, then it's just creepy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be creepy about it. But yeah, no. Thursday night was fun. That was cute. Uh, well, it wasn't cute, but it was fun. And then today was really fun. Got a lot of ridiculous selfies I took. I'm not really a selfie person, so I take selfies and I'm not in them. You know, everyone who's I'm standing with taking the selfie, I managed to get them in, but there's just a bit of my head. I was surprised at how many people were taking selfies in the moment while they were shaking hands with the guy who handed them the thing. You the mean the diploma- other night there yeah, was the chancellor yeah, of UCLA? Yeah, there weren't people yeah. taking selfies today, but the other night there were people. There were a lot of people in the moment where there's a professional photographer that takes your picture when you shake the chancellor's hand. Then people would also have their phone and they would take a selfie as well. Yeah, just to be extra sure. I liked the guy who who bounded on stage to hug Chancellor Gene Block, and he was like, "No, I, yeah, I don't Gene hug." Is not traditionally a man's name here in America, but this guy's name was Gene. Yeah. G E N E. Just so you know. Yeah, okay, right. Oh, is that too loud? Gene Genie. I'm just a. Yeah, yeah I'd just like to. Now that I have your mic turned on, <laughs> I do want to make sure the knob is set correctly. Yeah. Oh, I make feel like that, such sure a knob, knob is that in the I right didn't place. have your track on earlier. When I know, we were but I was talking about what geography is and how fast the Earth spins. A thousand miles an hour, everybody. It's a thousand miles an hour if you're on the equator. Well, it's That's a, how fast you're going, but we're here where we are, we're going slightly slower than that. It would be a bit slower, yeah. You want to, yeah. But inside, our atoms are vibrating at an incredible rate. When you think about the electrons whipping around those babies inside of us, do you know what I'm talking about? I can feel them right now. Yeah, it's hard to go with everything that I say here in the podcast room. I know, and I can tell by your expression that the way I'm now holding my mic. <laughs> yeah, that's your favorite. You love it when I do that. Yeah, the old, I know. The old blowjob joke with the microphone. Everybody loves it. I, Hello, Internet. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. There's not going to be a photo. There's not going to be a selfie of me doing that. No. Anytime soon. How are you? I'm a college graduate. I can't be taking ridiculous selfies no, now and posting them on careful. social media that. because people could look at that when they're thinking about me for a job and go, oh. oh no. Well, some of those Facebook pictures of you at, at the keg parties and whatnot – during your college career are just a little bit outrageous, especially for a woman of your age. I know. What a co-ed I was. Man, I really pulled my weight at those, what are, what are they called? Those sorority, yeah. Sorority function. I think it's called a function. Really? Yeah, function. You didn't join a sorority as much as I tried to compel you to join a sorority. <laughs> no. <laughs> I only met some of your young co-ed friends today. Yeah, are they cuties? Yeah. Yeah. Me and the kids. 
kept them kept them pretty separate from me while you were off at school doing your homework. That's what you called it. Yeah. That's what I call what I'm doing out here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of homework I'm going on homework at our house. Yeah, here. we're working hard. Um, and so, how how do you plan to celebrate? This is like <laughs> one of those just after the Super Bowl things. How are you going to celebrate your victory? You're not going to Disneyland. That's what they always say in those ads. No, we're going to be here. We're having a little. We're having a graduation pizza party. Exclusive. A, exclusive pizza graduation party. pizza party. Anyone under thirty eight is not allowed. But then I was. So saying, even my my little college friends, they wouldn't. Be, even William couldn't come yeah, to the. You can't yeah. come. It's yeah, no sorry. Thirty eight yeah. will be admitted. Yeah. Um, and then we're off to Yosemite Valley to go camping. And really, you know, enjoy being a geographer and look around at, you know, where the glaciers used to be and the waterfalls and, and all the rocks. And I'm going to tell you about the granite and how old it's it gonna is. It's going to be great when you're pointing 85 out 85 million years old. So a lot of people think that that is what you're talking about is geology. Yes. But, and I did notice today in the geography department graduation, the geography Teachers or dean or whoever those faculty people up on stage, they try and kind of lump geography. Tries to lump itself in with biology. It tries to lump itself in with sociology. It tries to lump itself in with. Um, it's a physical science, baby, and it crosses over with a lot of things. And we do learn about rocks and granite, granite and, and, and soil trees and, and wolves, trees and yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, luckily, you know, I'm a bit of an amateur biologist, so yeah. Yes. They haven't gone off planet yet, though. The geography department hasn't said well. You know, the moon has a geography and Mars has, you know, you're not, you're not. No, but we do talk about the atmosphere because climatology is a big part of it. So mm. we are talking about that. So we are up, we're in all parts of the biosphere, people. You're trying, the, the atmosphere department down. is a bit of an invasive uh, department because it's trying to incorporate it's other departments. It's the cool department because it covers so many things. I mean, I took an animal geography class, which you you know, there are these six main regions of the world, and you go through them all, and you talk about the animals that are there. It was fantastic. And, you know, North America had tons of cool animals until they all went extinct. We had the mammoth, and we had the saber-toothed cat, and we had the first horses, and we had camels, and all those things. Are human beings to blame for the end of the saber-toothed cat? I like to think that that's Well, people fault. did come here, and they did do a lot of hunting. But, you know, there have also been some ice ages, and those don't go well with the animals. And, you know, a lot of animals then migrated south because mammals, I don't know if you've noticed this about your self people because you are mammals we like it warm you know yeah, we do yeah we like it warm so like you know so the animals once they went um south and it was warm they couldn't come back north that was the thing there are very few animals once they go somewhere warm that can migrate back i know that i'm that um, way i started off in iowa and there's no <laughs> effing way i'm going back yeah it's right too cold it's not that the people are nice the people are they're super warm nice they're warm the but, the place, warm, but the place is cold yeah yeah you're not that kind of mammal anymore i can't go back no. my body hair i don't know if you've noticed but it's really thinned out You've got the perfect you, amount of body hair, Jerry. Come on. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, that's a little bit You're personal. Really coming but on strong. Yeah. It's been a kind of a drought of physical affection during these college times because you've been so busy with your homework that you haven't had time for your homework, if you know what I mean. Do you feel me, listeners? Yeah. Okay. I might leave now. Um, nope. Yeah, I've been busy, and I've had, to do, I've had to do a few. I, to I had to get. A, I had to get the best degree that I possibly could. I know so. you did. I know yeah. you did. I didn't mean to make you. Was that too personal to talk about? No, no, I don't feel self-conscious. Am I blushing? No, no, I'm not blushing. You're not one to blush. I've noticed. No, no, I used to. I used to be a blusher. Did you when you were but a girl? Yeah, but a little, yeah, little poppet down there in Nueva Zelandia. Mm-hmm. That's what we call New Zealand in Espanol. 
<laughs> I don't think Nueva Zelandia is. Is that New Zealand and Espanol? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How yeah. dare si yo, they? Yo How dare they have another way to say New Zealand? Right Although, on. but everyone does Nouvelle Zélande en français. I mean, they, of course, they have it in other languages. We're pronouncing all their countries in, in English. I know, absolutely. We're right. not saying it right. Like Spain, for example. Yeah, España. España. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know why they don't say to us, "Look, you can't call it Spain because it is not Spain; it's España." Well, they should. And that's how you have to say it. Yeah, it's really you know. But Whitey has really sort of. Well, they think they're white in Spain too, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> they do. Those deluded Spaniards. <laughs> well, no, but they're just, not white. But just the sort of you <laughs> what know. Are you talking about. Oh no, my but, God! Yeah. My okay. Xenophobic wife. I'm has, not. Yes. I'm no. Not I know you're not. But I'm saying everyone should be able to. You should pronounce. The, you know the. The country in its, you know, native language, especially as a geographer to. wanting to be culturally sensitive. We should get to decide what we're I called. I do love maps. Though, by the way, people, I do love maps. I'm really, I, I like them. Yeah, it's true. well, you know what I like is a nice globe. Oh. It would be nice to have, it would be yeah, nice to I, have, have a globe. Yeah. But, you know, the problem with maps is most people, when they think about maps, they think about political boundary maps. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or road maps. Mm -hmm. And well, road maps are kind of a real thing. But political boundaries are such a – I mean, because it is a thing that exists in the real world. You're looking but at But they're arbitrary, yeah. We... And I guess political maps are something that exists in the real world. But they're this construction. This, the, the idea that there's a difference between Kansas and Missouri is only because we said there's a difference. Really, if you go down there, there's not a line or a – you know, there's there's nothing. No, there's not something see. that happens when you step over right. it. It's yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know it, they're completely arbitrary and they, they've caused a lot of problems. I don't know if you've noticed this, people, but those yeah, those, those boundaries, boundaries, yeah, between countries. Tricky. I mean, you know, states as well. Um, I've got a pack to go to Yosemite. I've got to go get my woolly underpants, and you know, it's going to be cold up there. Do you think you're going to need woolly underpants? It's only going down to fifty degrees. <laughs> well, I'm sort of being. I'm a little. I'm a little giddy. I'm going to take some my possum and merino socks, though. My possum wool and yeah, that'll be good. Merino That's New Zealand socks. possum. That's not yeah, American yeah, the nice possum. furry, not that ugly little ugh, thing you have here with a bald tail. Our one's got a nice furry tail. Your well, one isn't even, even your actually. One. That's the that's the Australian, Australian one that's now an invasive species in my country. Yes, yeah, it's very it's very problematic. But your one isn't actually a possum. It's been called a possum, but it's not really an. The American possum. possum is not a. No, it's something else. But it what got that it? name. It's, it's some, a marsupial. Yeah, it's a, some sort of marsupial, you know, rodenty thing. But it's not actually. We properly. saw a baby one in our backyard. The, the we took day. a lot of photos of it. I just downloaded them. They're all fuzzy, but it's still cute. You have to admit <laughs> it was cute. The baby, it was, yeah. the baby I, American, especially possum. when it did the little. <laughs> At us when we got too close. When it yeah, well, and it scratched its back with its little back foot. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want a possum as a pet, though. I liked it when um, Professor Lil uh, Lilia Illis today talked about, you know, said apologize for talking about the panda. Right, because she's not a big fan of the panda, as you had told me. Yeah, after. well, it's quite a funny story about the panda. Should I tell the story about the panda just oh, quickly? Are, are you kidding me? Okay. Do we have time? So pandas are useless animals because... According to Lilia Hill. No, 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 because evolutionary-wise, here's the thing about the panda. It's totally cute, totally cute, and they've been great as an umbrella species because everyone wants to throw money at the panda because it's cute, and then What's it helps... What's an umbrella species it, mean? It holds an umbrella above all these other species that benefit from the the panda and its habitat being you know, well-funded and taken care of. It means that all the species that also live there, you know, reap the benefits. But They're as a sheltered species, from the rain, but really it's a funnel species because yeah. it catches money 
and funnels it yeah, down. To yeah, the yeah, species. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not doing it. Shelter right. the rain, really. Wow, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Let's come back. I'm at the real MN. Shut up. Okay. So the thing about the panda, it has absolutely no interest in sex. It has, you know, wants to have sex about once every two years, Ooh. and yeah, and then it has a baby, and it, the baby's are the size of a stick of butter. It couldn't give a shit about the baby, and often it rolls on the baby and kills it, and go and sort of then rolls back and goes, oh. Didn't I have a baby around here? Oh, oh, I thought I had a baby. Oh, I obviously don't have a baby. And then they just carry on eating bamboo. And the other thing and is... they that, only eat bamboo. They don't yes, eat berries or nuts or... But the meat. thing is that they're not actually, you know, they're not actually adapted to eat bamboo. It's wrong for them to be eating that. They're supposed to be omnivorous. And so, but they've got down to this diet of bamboo. So that's the other reason why they just sit and eat and eat and eat all day. Because they can barely get the energy that they need to actually, ha- you know, to do the business, to have a baby. So no wonder they have no sex drive. But the thing about the bamboo is, is they have to eat. You they have to eat so much of it. It's really, really hard to digest, and and they don't realize they're so dumb that they're supposed to actually be eating other things out there. And if they were, they so would probably they, function if better. Ba- uh, if you fed a panda some fruits and fish and. But it wouldn't eat it because burger. because now now they just know would the cheeseburger it might like the cheeseburger no now they're just they're completely <laughs> all they do is eat bamboo they just I know like that's ba- all they do but if they if for some if there was some way to get them into a training program and get them started that eating that would be a good job for me now that I've graduated from college yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to a zoo and mm-hmm. I'm gonna train some pandas the thing that's also amazing about the panda is the Chinese government I think I've told this story before on the podcast but the Chinese government lets you have the panda. And I think you have to pay... You mean the zoos elsewhere in the world? You're allowed to have it, but you have to pay a million dollars, I think it is, a year, or you have to pay $2 million to get the panda, and then by the time the panda's five years old, you've got to give the panda back to China. I mean, they are really making some effing money off the panda, not as along with everything else. but there is a billion of them, right? I mean, they're not... When you split that million dollars of panda money amongst all of them... A year... Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really come. Well, out not everyone's, much. you know, not everyone is, you know, running to the bank on the back of the panda. But the Chinese have got, they're really making some, you know, some dough off the fact that people love pandas. Pandas are kind of useless, but they are great because a lot of money is going to the area that they live in China, and then all these other lovely little species that live there, they're benefiting from it. So thank you, panda. Even if you, you know, and, it, and if you the know, panda you have has the sex a baby. drive of a, you know, paperclip. I think you want to rework that metaphor a little bit because of paper. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. I, if the panda, I wasn't going for any comedy points. If the Well, you should be, honey. <laughs> We're on the Internet right now. Um, but if the panda has a baby while the panda is at your zoo, they get the baby too, right? Yeah, yeah, they get the baby you as well. Keep the yeah, baby. no, you don't. No, no, they've totally got it worked in their paper. I'm just looking around to say, what could I? The panda bear has the sex drive of a. Uh, You'd want to make it some person who's notorious of not having a sex drive. Like a, some kind of a maybe a, a drug addict you'd pick, or a, some f- terrible frigid housewife person, or uh-huh. or some or someone who's dead, <laughs> <laughs> or almost dead. Yeah. Okay. That's the sex drive of of a cadaver. Fill in the blank, <laughs> dead guy. We, we don't okay. have time to make all these yeah. jokes. Some yeah. some of these jokes you're just gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna yeah you're gonna come up with something better, and then you're gonna laugh. It's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Okay. Um, I Thanks think I have for to go. By. Yeah, yeah, so my pleasure. And um, okay, uh, we'll great. see you again sometime. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. Yeah. Well, as you may or may not have been able to notice, there was a slight technical glitch at the beginning of my wife coming in, where we had about five minutes of conversation where her mic was not turned on, and so 
my apologies that you missed that. And why am I pointing it out to you? I don't know. Just because I, I think it's good for us to all live with a little bit of disappointment in our lives. And you didn't realize that you'd missed anything, maybe, until I told you that. But if you did notice that there was a little bit of weirdness, then now you know what that was about. Because I forgot to push the button. It's 100 episodes in, ladies and gentlemen. And I still am making the for- I forgot to push the button mistake. Oof. That hurts. And also, it feels good to be young. It feels it feels young to be young. Ah, to be young and stupid and to remember, to, to, to forget to press the button when you're supposed to remember to push the button. It's all, it is literally all I needed to do when she walked in was push the button and it would have been all go, which is not the way ladies work, ladies and gentlemen. I should be saying gentlemen because ladies, you know that that is not the way you work. But that is all I needed to do was push the button and I didn't. Anyway, back to the show. I was going to talk about uh, my great time in Kilkenny at the Cat Laughs Festival. It was called the Sky Cat Laughs Festival, but I'll be honest with you. The first time I went, it was called the Murphy's Cat Laughs Festival. And who is Murphy? It's not a family of people named Murphy. It's not their their comedy festival. And Murphy's is an Irish beer. It's a dark, dark beer. Not like Guinness, because there is no beer like Guinness, but that was who sponsored it the first year, and uh, they give us coupons for beer. So you wonder, did they give us coupons for free television this year? No, they did not. We did not get coupons for television. We did get some coupons for some other kind of beer that I can't even remember what kind it was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. My trip to Kilkenny, I really was looking forward to my to my trip there, because one of the most fun things for me as an American is to go to another country that is not America and see what it's like there because America is a great country. Look, I think a lot of us who live here, we really think, oh, America, and a lot of jackasses are always cheerleading, USA, USA, number one, we're number one. You know, it's great. The United States is a great country. It's a great place to live. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything bad about here, but it is really great to go to other places and see how they do things and to be a little bit out of your element. Here, I feel like when I walk on stage, even in all the different varieties of shows that I would do, I kind of have an idea of what it's going to be like and what to expect. But you walk on stage there, and everything's a little bit different. So you've got that invigoration of, of your, you're in the unknown. And, and it's really fun to go over there and do a show and to relate to people who are a little bit different than you and to see what it's like to be them a little bit. And then to watch comedians from Ireland who they are in their element doing their thing to people who know who they are and just watch them just be so awesome, you know. I got to uh, I got to see the first night we got there. Well, before I got to see some great acts because they had this massive show because it was the 20th anniversary of the comedy festival. They had this massive show uh, that was like 1,400 seats in the they had the town is only Kilkenny is only about 20. I couldn't get the exact population because it varied when you asked people between 20,000 and 30,000. You know, it's, but I think it's around 24,000, this town. And so the amount of comedy shows that are happening in just this four-day period is pretty extraordinary. And then the first night, you know, that's 1,400 seats out of 24,000 people. That's that's a pretty decent percentage of the, you know, 5% of the population roughly-ish. I, I didn't have time to do the math exactly, but you get what I'm talking about. 10% of 24,000 would be 2,400, and half of that would be 1200 so more than that is you know so anyway you get what i mean it's a big percentage of the population that has to come out to the show and they was sold out 1400 seats 
and it was a it was a it wasn't everybody in the festival, but it was a lot of people. And the American acts that you might have heard of, if you're an American listening to this, would be Kathleen Madigan and Harlan Williams, who has got a podcast on this network. He's going to be one of my guests. I, I, Harlan and I did a, an episode of this show that he's going to be on in a few weeks. Um, was there? Louis Black was there. Dom Herrera, the great Dom Herrera, and uh, then George Wentz from Cheers and Joel Murray. One of the Murray brothers, the most famous Murray brother being Bill Murray, but this is uh, Joel was there, and he's I had met him before, and he's very funny and a great guy to hang out with. And Mary Lynn Rice Cup, who's on Twenty Four as an act or s, and she is also a comedian and an alternative comedian. I'd never met her, and I got to see her. So that was the Americans on this big show. But to watch the Irish people, the guy who went on last, Tommy Tiernan, who I'd seen in my previous visits there, and he's just an unbelievable act. And you don't have to be Irish to get this guy. But it just is a pleasure to to see him work and to see, you know, a friend who I'd met before, Barry Murphy, and another big star over there, Dara O'Brien, or Dara O'Brien, as they say, and Ardell O'Hanlon, who is a star of this Father Ted show, to see them do their stand-up. You know, if I'm forgetting to mention anybody, if they're listening, people who are there, Des Bishop is a great Irish comic who's actually an American who lives over in Ireland his whole life, and so he's kind of a star over there, a TV star, and he just did this TV show where he went to China, learned Chinese, and did stand-up comedy in Chinese to Chinese audiences. And so at this giant show of 1,400 people, he did um, that jump, jump around song in Chinese, jump, jump up and get down, that song. I think you know what I mean when I say jump around, in Chinese. So it was, it was, a, it was just a great show. And they, because this town is not big enough to have a giant 1,400-seat theater, the show took place in this cow shed. They called it a cow shed, but it was a place where they auctioned cattle, you know, and so it smelled a little bit like they had a curtain or a partition drawn, but you could smell the cow smell. Any place where there's a lot of cows over a long period of time, you're never going to get that smell out. And when I say cow smell, I think you know that what I really mean is cow shit smell. If I may be, if I can say, am I allowed to say shit on this podcast? Well, it's your podcast. Okay, the cow shit smell. You can still smell it in there while we're doing a comedy show. So it was pretty it was pretty awesome. And then there's a bar in there because when people and farmers are auctioning cattle, then afterwards they want to go to a bar and hang out. So then we stayed up late and had some drinks in the bar. We went into the other little arena. They have another arena that's like a it's like a big raked audience that looks down into a into the stage, which is like a cement floor with a drain where they bring a cow out and everybody looks down at it and bids on it, like some science fiction-y kind of weird thing that you can buy. They auction cows in, a, in, a, in an arena, like for a show. And uh, anyway, it was the, so the first night was great. And to see the, the local guys there and to have some of the local beer and to just feel, and to be remembered by these Irish stars, by Tommy Tiernan and Dara O'Brien and... Des Bishop and Barry Murphy to have those guys remember me from the last time I was there 11 years ago. It was so flattering and it was so much fun to go on stage and to, I feel like I picked luckily the right material that the audience could relate to me so I feel like I did a decent job with my little part of the show and it, it just it just felt so like it was like uh, it was like a science fiction thing. It was like going to an alternate universe where they also have show business and having a great time. And, I mean, I love my job. I love doing stand-up comedy. I love doing shows here in the States. And I hope that if you're listening, you'll come out and see one sometime and we can all have a good time together. But uh, this was just – it just started off great. 
once I got there, once I got there, I really wanted to go. And as soon as I did that show that I just described, I realized that I had made, you know, just the right decision. I wish I could go there every year. I just had such a great time in Kilkenny. It would be and Dom Herrera, the lucky, the great Dom Herrera has it set up where he can go there every year. Dom said he would be a guest on my podcast one day, and I hopefully I'm going to be a guest on his, which he invited me to be on. We just haven't coordinated that yet. But he's been almost every year, and Rich Hall, who is uh, an American comic, but who is huge in the U.K., has been there many years. They're so lucky to get to go over there and do that. But I had wanted to go back for these 11 years since the last time I had been there, and uh, 11 years or 13 years. Oh, how many has it been? I don't know. I think it was 13, realistically. Realistically, I think it was 13. Um, but maybe it was 11. No, 13 since the first year, 11 since. Anyway, you don't need to listen to me do math. You've already heard a little bit of math this episode, and believe me, there's a reason that I did not get a college degree. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to do with addition and subtraction, though. Um, that was a little bit of an exaggeration. Anyway, the thing I was excited to get invited, and I and there was a big deal about the plane ticket. It's a long way from Los Angeles to Ireland. Let me tell you, it's eight time zones, which if you figure out there's 24 hours in a day, that means there's probably 24 time zones on Earth. So eight, you do the math, is about two-thirds of the way around the Earth. I think I did that right. I don't have a lot of time to do the math, but I think I did that right. So you're going two-thirds of the way around the Earth. They said, hey, so they want you to do this festival. And I said, listen, I would love to do it. I'm talking to my manager and I say, but I need to go on American Airlines because I have my, all my miles on there so I can, I can upgrade or I can uh, get into the, you know, the, the big shot lounge and sit and have a free cup of coffee. So I want to go on American and I'll get credit for the miles going over there. And they, because they're paying for the ticket. And they, and they said, well, she said, okay, I'll ask. And then she says, well, no, you can't go on American because um, the ticket's going to be more expensive. And they want you to fly on uh, Aer Lingus, which is the Irish airline. I know, I know people who are not from Ireland. Aer Lingus. Yes. Hello. Get ready. Let me just take a second for you to make your own jokes about Aer Lingus. Sounds like cunnilingus. Are we allowed to say that on the show? If you could say shit, I think you could say cunnilingus. Okay. I think we can. Anyway, Aer Lingus. And uh, I said, well, I don't have miles on that, and so I can't upgrade. And they said, well, it doesn't matter because they're flying you business class. And I said, great, because I need to be on business class because it's such a long flight. And I said, you're sure it's business class? Yeah, we're sure it's business class. So I get to the airport to fly over there, and it's not business class. It's business class from Chicago to Ireland, but from L.A. to Chicago, it's coach on United, which I don't have status on, which means I couldn't tell what seat I was in until I got to the airport. And not only am I in coach, I'm in the back in the middle. And I had such a I had a small nervous breakdown. I had a little don't get me wrong. I know that this is a little bit of a star fit when you're freaked out that you didn't get flown somewhere in business class. And I know I feel a little bit of the. You're thinking right now, maybe Jake is a douchebag. And all I would say is, I cannot rule that out. <laughs> but I don't think I am. It just is, I had wanted to sit in the big chair, and I don't think, I, I, I might not have taken it if I had known I was flying in coach. But, but you know, I felt like, what am I going to do? I'm at the airport. I have to sit in between these, talk about cattle. I got to sit in between two giant dudes in the back of United Airlines to get to Chicago. And then the rest of the Chicago hog butcher of the world. I don't need to tell you that. You already know that. But that's one of the nicknames of Chicago. If you're from Ireland, you're listening to this. So I'm flying cattle class to Chicago to perform in a cow shed in Ireland. And I did it because that's how bad I wanted to go. But, man, I was so hot. 
about not wanting to do that and just feeling like when in my career do I when am I the person who doesn't get on the plane and I'll tell you what America I'm not the person who doesn't get on the plane when we're going to Ireland I gotta get on the plane and it was well worth it I had such a great time so we do the show in the cow shed then the next night are the regular shows I got to do a couple more shows with Tommy Tiernan God he makes me laugh super hard and then every night you hang out with these great guys and you have a couple of drinks and then you stay up until two three four listen saturday and sunday nights i was up until six in the morning because they had an after party in the back of this bar the bars in kilkenny already first of all stay up till ridiculous o'clock like, you, you walk in there, you've finished your show, then you've had a drink at the place where your show was, then you decide you're going to walk to where the after party is. So you're getting there at 1, one thirty in the morning. And you have to, first you have to walk through the streets that are full of people that are so drunk. Like, look, I have been to a lot of places in the United States where people have a lot of drinks at night. So I've seen drunk people before, but people are in the streets just toddling around like zombies like you look in the fast food place you think man i would like a sandwich but i cannot go in there because they're in there feeding right now <laughs> the drunk people are in there like i saw a lady that was just so hammered like in america the cliche is she's holding on to a lamppost to hold herself up well that's like a cliche from the 40s in america you don't see people holding i saw a lady who was so hammered she was holding on to a lamppost to stand up and then with the arm that she had around the lamppost was holding a bag of chips, which they call, which we call French fries, but they were big, big potatoy fries in this bag and just kind of sloppy with ketchup. So it looked like it was a zombie eating a bag of fingers in the street, a zombie lady eating a bag of fingers in the street, holding onto a lamppost. So you got to walk through that and past that to get to where the after party is. Harlan and I were walking. We're walking back to our hotel one night, Harlan Williams, who's going to be a guest on the podcast. We walk by these two ladies. We've got to go over this bridge to get to our hotel, and they're going the other way. And it's two young ladies, blondes, and, and they want to stay. They go, where are you guys going? Oh, you're comedians? Oh, come on back to our room. And Harlan goes, so you don't want us to do that. We're sex addicts. He's making a joke, and he's trying to, like, slightly freak them out and be weird so that they won't want to be with us. And their eyes light up like you're sex addicts. Like, what a coincidence. We might be sex addicts. Like, we should go with them now. The one sister was totally into it, and the other sister was not. The one, the sister that was a little bit older was into it. Anyway, Harlan and I will be talking about that. in uh, Maybe that's going to be next week or the week after's episode. Anyway. Um, we did that outdoors at the castle in Kilkenny. Kilkenny Castle, there's a castle there. And uh, so you walk down the streets through this gauntlet of hammered zombie drunk people to get to the bar where the after party is. And then you walk into that bar, and those people haven't had the news that it's time to go home yet. So they they haven't gotten to the stage where they're zombie drunk. They're still just shit hammered in this bar, again with the foul poopy talk i can't help it ladies and gentlemen i have to i have to turn it loose i'm trying to tell you a story about how drunk people are and i know it's a little but they're so so you walk through this bar and everybody's drunk and they're yelling at each other and you know some people some guys have their shirts off and you can't tell if people are going to fight or start making out with each other or dance or what the hell is going on but the music's raging and they're going they're getting more drinks and it's not closing it's not closing like the bar i think a lot of times in this town in ireland what they do is that 
the bars are supposed to close at two, so they just lock the door to the street and then close the curtains or put you go move to a room that's not visible from the street and the police don't hassle them. So you walk through that bar to a door in the back, and then the guy from the festival is security there, so that's our party, and we go out to that. And then there's a whole other party where people aren't quite as – it's not quite as terrible and, like, the air isn't full of spit and sweat and, you know, debauchery until later because we've just gotten started drinking because we did our show. And so you go to this after party, and it's outside. You know, there's sort of a tent in case it drizzles or whatever. And it's outside, and there's an old double-decker bus with, that they're serving tacos out of. It's got like a taco restaurant. So it's this great after party where there's music. It's lit. You can sit down. There's enough room. There's not the terrible zombie drunk people, and you can have a taco and a conversation. And before you know it, the sky starts to get light. It's n- further north than here, okay? So first of all, it's not really – it's not like getting light. It's not 8 in the morning, thank merciful heaven. But it's still, it's starting to get light right around 5 in the morning. You're out till 5 in the morning. That's right. I stayed up a couple of nights until 5, 6 in the morning. I went to bed at 6, 6.30 in the morning one morning. But so I was out, I was out a couple nights till 6 in the morning. I was out the rest of the nights. I, the, let's put it this way. The last night I was in Kilkenny, I went to bed early at 3.30 in the morning. And the shows were fun. The other comedians were fun. The last night, like the first night, was a show with a bunch of comics that rather than the first night I got to go on early in the show, the last night I went on second to last. And I felt like it was both a challenge and, a you know, it was tough to follow so many great acts. And, and I, I kind of I got away with it and, I, and it went well. And it was just so much fun to have a couple of drinks at the end and kind of celebrate what a great few days we'd all had together, me and my new um, overseas comedian pals. And so... I really look forward to the next time that I get to go over there. I'm trying to line up a trip to the Soho Theater in London and uh, maybe try and make it to some of the other places over there, Edinburgh and whatnot. Because And and I've made some connections to maybe go to Dubai from this comedy festival and maybe even get to go down to Melbourne, Australia to do their comedy festival and certainly the New Zealand comedy festival as well. So it was just a great trip and a chance to make some international connections and really kind of feel like you're back in a place where comedy is all about you having your relationship with the audience. Because sometimes in Los Angeles, in our American version of show business where we're all trying to become big stars you can get lost and forget how much fun it is to just be on stage and do a show and that was what i really loved about my trip to kilkenny was just how much fun it was to be on stage and do a show and that's what i want to get back and that's how i always feel here when i'm doing a show but when i'm back in la getting ready to go out of town and do a show there's there's this feeling of like are are you are you doing enough to get your career ready? How come you don't try and get a TV series? How come you're not trying to get on a move? Maybe you should go on auditions for commercials like toothpaste or deodorant, and you can you can make money doing that. And it's just like, you know what? The most fun is to do a great show, do a your thing for people who are enjoying it. And that is what I want to do. And I am reinvigorated to do that, to come back to the States, to try to where I am right now. And to try and to try and set up some little tours. When I was in Bozeman, Montana, I talked to the guy who owned the Ellen Theater there. We talked about trying to do a little bit of a tour of that upper 
uh, Interstate 90 across the top of the U.S. He knew some other people with theaters up there. and I'm, So I'm going to look into doing that. I'm looking into doing some other smaller cities and towns in California. And uh, I'm, re- I'm just really feeling revitalized and reinvigorated about being a stand-up and doing my thing. And also doing the podcast, you know. This has been really fun to do all of these episodes and to get to talk to. It's all been people that I know and have known. I mean, the one episode <laughs> that I tried to do to talk to the guy from uh, the stupid Captain Phillips movie, and he, he, we had the same manager, and he didn't show up. But to, but to just be doing my thing and relating to the people who are into it, it's great. It's great. And I'm recommitting myself to that, and I'm, I really... I'm I'm getting back on the good foot, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what I encourage you to do, to get back on your good foot, to be positive about the world, and to do your thing, to do your thing for the people who love it. So, listen, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jake This. You can listen to this podcast, which thank you for doing that. You can check my website, jakethis.com, for my schedule, and I will be preparing some good things for us to talk about the next time we're together. I think next week's episode is going to be Harlan Williams. And uh, it's a pretty surreal. Harlan is so great. And we had this terrific conversation at the castle grounds of the Kilkenny Castle in Ireland that was a kind of about the festival and also just about what was going on right in front of us there in this park. And Harlan, is so, he's so original and strong in his act. You can check out his podcast, The Harlan Highway which is great, but he's so in touch with who he is as a performer and an artist that he came on the podcast, and I feel like together we were a version of his surreal world. At least that's the way it seemed at the time. I really enjoyed my conversation with him, so I hope that you will listen to that next week, and I I hope that this wasn't too self-indulgent of a week, but I did want to kind of go back and... uh, and talk about that experience that I had in Kilkenny because it was so much fun. And uh, if you stuck with me and listened, I appreciate it. And let me remind you, as always, don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. Stay in school. I didn't stay in school, but my wife did. And look what it got her, a diploma. (laughs) So thanks again. And uh, I am... uh, I'm working on this new special that hopefully is going to come out. I'm just trying to figure out how to get it out to people online. So you can check that at all the places I told you. You can check things. I know that this episode is a little shorter than some of the episodes, so some of you are thinking, well, that is good because it has just been you talking. My wife is on this. Don't forget that. I just did. Don't you forget that. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon, sooner than you think. Well, probably not because you know these come out once a week. Okay. Um, this was a pleasure. I'm just trying to think of if there's anything else I need to say, and I don't think there is. Right after I always push stop, I think of something. But if that happens, I can turn this back on and then do it. Right. You're right. I just talk myself through that. And that's what I hope you'll do. Talk yourself through it. Talk yourself through it, people. Don't give up. Bye-bye.
Jake this and yeah. that?